It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown, your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. A few minutes, we're going to be joined by some very special guests uh, telling you about really amazing new book that they co-authored that's, that's going to give you a glimpse of Jesus that you probably never saw before. And, and uh, I, I was thrilled to talk to one of the authors about this privately, and that's why I said, well, let's, let's get you on the air to tell our listeners about this book. So a whole lot coming your way. This is a very unique book, The Day I Met Jesus. Co-authored by Frank Viola, Frank's a personal friend, best-selling author, pointed many to a deeper relationship with Jesus. Mary DeMuth, former church planter in France, author of more than 16 nonfiction and fiction books, and through God's grace and help has overcome a difficult childhood full of neglect, abuse, and familial dysfunction to become a living example of what it means to live uncaged. That gets my attention for sure. Anything Frank writes gets my attention. The book tells you about five women in the scriptures and when they met Jesus. So I'm delighted to bring both Frank and Mary onto the line of fire. Greetings. Thanks for joining us today. Great to be on, Michael. Be here. Well, you know, I've done many interviews with authors, but I don't know that I've done interviews with two at the same time who co-authored a, a book. Uh, who came up with the idea for this book first? What's the genesis of it? <laughs> I'll let Frank take that. Several years ago, I, I had it in my mind to do something a little different with the Gospels, to bring the characters to life, but more importantly, to reveal Christ. And that was to tell the story of various people in the Gospels through their own eyes, through their own lips, to get into their world and have them do a sort of an autobiographical narrative of mm -hmm. what was really happening and all of that would be based on first century history, be based on a, a reading of the Gospels in the original, and then also to follow that up with a nonfiction practical application teaching section that would make very practical the lessons that we learn from those autobiographical depictions of various people in the gospel. And so I had a series of books in mind. God's Favorite Place was one of them where Lazarus told the story from his own eyes, his own experience about Jesus in the little village of Bethany. And then this one here is a diary, basically, of five women in the Gospels telling the story of the day they met Jesus and the amazing things that happened as a result. Right, and your last book, Through the Eyes of Lazarus, that was a moving book. We had you on the air to, to talk about that. But obviously, if you're going to bring the perspective of five women uh, as a man, you could use a little help. So, so, Mary, how is it that you as a woman might read the Gospels differently than a man might read them. What perspective might you see things through that I might miss? Well, I think women have this have this crazy life of busyness and um, looking around and having um, ten thousand thoughts in their head that don't always uh, connect together. At least that's how my day is going today. Um, and so, being able to read the Bible and just putting myself into the footsteps and into the sandals of these amazing women, and to realize but they are just like me. They have struggles. They are um, concerned for their families. They 
um, are processing grief. And um, because of that, it was such a great and beautiful challenge to, to realize that the Bible is real, of course, and that these are real, actual stories of living, breathing women whose lives were radically changed when they intersected with Jesus Christ. Mm. And, and Frank, let's, when we had lunch together in, in Florida a couple months back, you, you kind of took me through a narrative. And, and I remember we were talking about just different people when they met Jesus the first time and how he revealed himself and things like that. And there were some things I never thought of. Paint a picture here. Obviously, there's too much to get into in one interview. People need to get the book, The Day I Met Jesus. And, Frank, you can tell folks how to get it in a moment as well, the best way to order it. But but give me a sample. Just, just give us a taste of one of these women and, and what happened. So let me uh, start out with kind of how we open the book up to show why this is so important. And this book, even though it's about women, Michael, and it focuses on these five women, it's also a book for men. In fact, a lot of the responses from early readers have been that men are weeping through the book. But in Luke 24, we have this story where Jesus has just been crucified, and it's Sunday evening, A.D. 30. You've got two people walking from Jerusalem to the town of Emmaus. Now, scripturally, when we look carefully and we point this out in the book, this is a husband and a wife. And we know their names. It's Cleopas and his wife Mary. And they are perplexed and saddened because their entire hope in this person, Jesus of Nazareth, to be the Messiah, has been dashed asunder. As they're walking, a stranger comes up to them, a mysterious stranger, and enters into the conversation. And they tell him, yes, we had hopes in this man, but it's all over. This stranger begins to open up the Old Testament story in a way they'd never heard. And he tells the story differently. He transforms it from one-dimensional mono sound, black and white, to high-definition 3D surround sound. And as he's doing that, they invite him to eat with them. He reaches for the bread at the table, and immediately their eyes are opened. And when he was speaking to them, their hearts burned within them because they heard the story fresh and new like they'd never heard before. Their eyes opened because as he reached over to the bread... They caught a glimpse of his wrists, and they saw the wounds. And Luke says, their eyes were opened, and they knew. And that Mm. sentence comes right out of Genesis 3, when another couple ate a different kind of fruit, and their eyes were opened, and they knew. I'm speaking of Adam and Eve. And the point there is that we live in a day, Michael, where we've heard the well-worn stories, Jesus becomes flat, the figures become flat. We need to tell the story differently, not deviating from the original narrative, but to tell it new and fresh. And that's exactly what we do for all five of these women in this book. That kind of sets up the reason for the book and where we're going with it. Yeah, and even what you point out in in the the narrative in Luke 24, I think already those are things that that many of us never thought about, never read the text in that light. Again, you're not changing the text. You're just telling it in different terms and stepping back and looking for insights. Frank, if if folks want to get the book, what's the best way to to order it? They can go to parable.com, parable.com online. They will see a big banner at the very top for the day I met Jesus. And, and Michael, it's 50% off regular price this week 
And not only that, but if they buy the book from Parable.com this week, they will receive exclusive bonuses from both Mary and I. We want to encourage people to buy it from Parable. They're a Christian bookstore. They're solid people. We love the team there, so we want to get behind them and support them. And the rate is better than Amazon. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, plus all the, the, the special resources that are free resources coming with it. Mary, those of us who come from non-Catholic backgrounds may have reacted against the veneration of Mary or the exaltation of Mary or, or, or Mary being con- perceived as in competition with Jesus. And perhaps we underestimate the role of women in the New Testament. Uh, how important are women in the ministry of, of Jesus and the life of Jesus from your perspective? They're very important. And it's fun to watch um, throughout throughout all the stories, especially you know women who see him after he is resurrected and the, the women who were at the cross and did not abandon Jesus. So he treated them as, as um, he signified them and listened to them and, and crossed cultural barriers to uh, elevate them and, and messed with everyone's percepti- perceptions and um, made the disciples mad and certainly made Pharisees mad in the way in which he interacted with them. So very important. And, and for all of us who may struggle, whether we're we feel marginalized as women or we are um, maybe don't have economic power or whatever it is that we may struggle with today, it is really exciting and good to know that Jesus notices the people on the fringes of society and he pulls them into the light and then in that moment of interaction changes them forever. Mm. Yeah, and, and reaching out to the marginalized, we forget how marginalized women were. So even if we recognize the importance of their, their ministry, we, we forget how marginalized caste that they were. So, Mary, this is a, a large question, but if, if Jesus was in the Muslim world, which, of course, he's working behind the scenes, and the gospel was spreading radically in the Muslim world, do you think it would bring about a change of the status of Muslim women in radical Islamic countries? Well, it would have to because of the way that Jesus dignified women and how, you know, Scripture says there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female. So there would have to be an elevation of status and an equality between the sexes and um, an and ability for women to just um, unmask themselves and be fully um, developed followers of Christ. And, and in that, and as we do that, then there is a freedom and as I, you know, talk about in, in lots of places, just this uncagedness yeah. that comes when we are and when we meet Jesus and we are met by Him. Mm. All right, listen. We come back. I, I want you to pursue that, Mary. What it means to be uncaged by Jesus as a woman. Oh, this is the opposite of the worldly women's lib. This is the Jesus lib. Then I'll ask Frank to give us one more vignette. The new book, The Day I Met Jesus. The book is published by Baker Books, The Day I Met Jesus. How five women in the Gospels met Jesus. What it looked like through their eyes. A book for both women and men. Go to parable.com. When you get there, you can order the book. You get it half price. Plus, you get several free, as in free, e-books by the authors Frank Viola and Mary DeMuth and some other materials. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm just looking here. This is amazing. Literally, they're giving away when you get the book, and again, you're getting the book at half price. So, Mary, you talk about being uncaged as a woman. 
we know the worldly version, women's lib, which doesn't understand womanhood or God's purpose and destiny for women. But yet there's a real uncaging that takes place, especially when women are often uh, the oppressed minorities or the, the, the oppressed outsiders in much of society, especially when it comes to ministry. So how, how does this work? What, is, what does it look like? What does it feel like when Jesus uncages a woman for his purposes? Well, it's a pretty cool thing, that's for sure. And I think it's not just that he uncages you to serve, which I think is awesome and important, but he uncages you to live. So in my case, um, just some of the things that I've gone through in my own life, sexual abuse and loss of divorces by parents, death of a parent, all those things, um, I am not shackled to the power of all those things that happened to me because of meeting Jesus when I was 15, and of course this book is all about the day people meet Jesus, um, he has done so much great and amazing healing in my heart that some people who know me have no idea that those things happen to me. And that's the power of God's redemption in a woman's heart. He can Mm. heal the past and give you the gumption and the holy tenacity to really dig in and change the landscape of the kingdom of God forever. Yeah, and, and when people don't realize the the brokenness that was there because there's so much wholeness, that's what Jesus does. Frank, give us one more vignette, just a sampling to what our appetite of, of one of the five women whose story you, you tell in the book. Well, the Samaritan woman, interestingly enough, mm. the ancient Christians had her name. It was Fotini. And there were three major scandals that punctuated the story. And, we, of course, we tell it through her own eyes. And we had Craig Keener, a mutual friend of ours, Michael, who's a renowned New Testament scholar. He was our historical advisor to make sure that every story was faithful to first century history and the Gospels. But in that story, Jesus Christ came across and actually fell into, I would say, three major scandals. And he didn't really care. Uh, He just blew the lid off of each of them. But one was that Jewish people hated Samaritans in that day. They viewed them as outcasts, half-breeds. You know, there was a famous saying, the daughters of the Samaritans are menstruants from the cradle. In other words, they're born unclean. So for Jesus to be talking to a Samaritan, period, was instant scandal. Secondly, Jews were not to eat with Samaritans. And here he's asking her for a drink (laughs) from her cup. And then thirdly, Jewish men were not allowed to speak to women alone in public locations, which was a strongly held taboo. And that's why the disciples were shocked when they found him talking to a woman. Well, here, not only does Jesus break all these taboos by talking to this Samaritan woman in public, but she is a multi-divorcee, and she's living in sin. And yet, the longest recorded conversation that Jesus Christ ever has with anyone Mm. is with this woman. Incredible. And he shared with her some of the most amazing things, even beyond what he told the male disciples. He shares the secrets of the kingdom of God and worship and spirit and truth and the tale of two mountains to this woman. And it is just earth-shaking. The fact that he just goes against all of these ironclad, oppressive traditions involving women. He, in effect, was the champion of women and all who were oppressed. And the very first eyes to see the resurrected Christ were the eyes of a woman. So we bring all this out in these stories. And I tell you, 
as Mary wove these stories together and brought them to life, I was in tears reading it, you know. Mm. It's just a powerful, powerful look, bringing these old, familiar stories into 3D high definition. And our goal is to show people the Christ who, who lives today, but who lived then, and he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Yeah, and, and Frank, no hype, and not just saying this as a friend, uh, I find this so compelling. I find these narratives so compelling and, and opening up things that, hey, I've known in my head or, or, I, or I missed, but come alive in such a real way. So, friends, go to parable.com. You, you get the paperback book for half price, so it's, it's inexpensive to start. You get it for half price, but then you get one, two, three e-books for free with it, and it, it's kind of crazy offer here, and then other audio messages, but it's all serious, so... Go to parable.com to order. Mary, we've just got one minute, but what what is your hope for readers of this book? What do you want to see happen to them when they read this? I want to see them begin to approach the Bible differently in that um, as they read these stories, that it, it, as Frank kind of mentioned, this high definition or technicolor view of these stories will help them to imagine the fact that other stories are just as vital and just as amazing that we can relate to these people. And seeing Jesus for the very first time is such a cool thing. And to see it through these eyes is a a way that we also can reimagine Jesus. So I'm hoping for a new view. Yeah, and you know what strikes me? Many of us were first saved, our first love, reading the Bible the first time. It was wow, incredible, amazing. And we love the Lord years later, but we get familiar with things this is one of those books that gets you back to the wow, amazing, incredible, and, wa- and just causes you to want to tell everyone about Jesus. So, Frank and Mary, thanks for writing the book, sending it to me, and thanks for being on the air today. Thanks so much, Michael. God bless you. Again, the book, The Day I Met Jesus, uh, go to parable.com. The reason we're not offering it is because you can get a much, much, much better deal by going here and getting all the free ebooks that come along with it. So take advantage of that and be blessed.